is the way to wonder. Welcome to the Money Better Podcast, brought to you by Union Bank and Trust in Lincoln, Nebraska. Get ready for an authentic conversation about how to do money better by making financial decisions that are right for you. Money doesn't have to be a scary topic anymore. Instead, let's get real about the lessons others have learned, then find ways to use those experiences to get it right. I'm your host, Caitlin Moore. Let's chat. Welcome, everybody, to Money Better, brought to you by Union Bank and Trust. Today, we're talking about cryptocurrency, and I'll just tell you, I know nothing. So this is really a cryptocurrency 101 lesson. Um, We've got John Nellison with us. He's been at UBT for two years, and his hobby is cryptocurrency investing, but he does it all on his own time. So this is really a hobbyist perspective, but I thought it'd be really nice because I know nothing and it's nice to just hear it from the everyday person that just got involved and learned on his own and is now, um, dabbling in cryptocurrency. So I want to welcome John to money better. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Caitlin. This is great. Yeah. Um, you want to know a little bit about my history. I I would love to know your story. How did you get involved in cryptocurrency? Kind of what you do now with it? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So uh, my career path has taken me into IT for most of the last 25 to 30 years. And so um, when blockchain first came out, uh, which is a technical term, actually, that people hopefully are familiar with. If you're not, I don't. uh, Yeah. (laughs) We're really starting basic here. (laughs) What does blockchain mean? (laughs) So blockchain is sort of like a distributed way of keeping records okay uh, is the best way for me to explain it okay it's virtually unhackable and supposed to be really safe um so the the basic concept is nobody has all of the chain uh and a lot of different people have pieces of it and uh you put those pieces together in order to keep track of data, let's say. You can, um, there are people who, and this gets into the the, uh, crypto part of it, the Mm -hmm. cryptocurrency part of it. There are people who have computers. uh, Actually, now it's just mostly video cards, but um, they have machines called mining rigs now that um, do calculations, mathematical calculations. When that calculation is finished, they get a piece, a small portion of digital currency. Um, And you can mine any type of digital currency that you like. Some are easier to mine than others. Now, when you say Um, mine, what does that mean? That means your computer is performing that mathematical calculation. Okay. All right. And it takes a fair amount of time, processor time, and and, uh, effort to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes a lot of electricity if you're going to run a a mining operation, Mm -hmm. let's say. Right now, it's pretty tough for individuals to get into that. But back when blockchain was first introduced, it was a little bit easier. Um, uh, so 
anyway, I started I started reading up on uh, blockchain technology back when it was first introduced and, and got involved in it a little bit then, thought it was an interesting um, technological trend for the future in terms of, you know, how people might do business, sure, let's okay. say. And, and, um, and, and that's why I was interested in it. I wasn't particularly interested in the cryptocurrency part, um, but <laughs> within the last couple of years, you know, I started looking at Bitcoin, kicking myself because I could have gotten in when Bitcoin was a dollar, let's say. Mm-hmm. But so here's the interesting part. I didn't want a wallet. Um, it, it, back way back when you had to have a wallet and you had to put it on your own computer and and you had like a I don't know 32 character password or something that you had to have to get into your wallet and I was worried about you know misplacing that or not remembering it or sure. somebody else having access to my wallet so I didn't I didn't get into Bitcoin at that at and that then, time can you clarify what you mean by wallet yeah, so a wallet is just a place to store your your coins. Okay. In in layman's terms. Your virtual it, coins go yep. into your virtual wallet. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um and and you may some of the listeners may have heard um about people like losing the password for their wallet or forgetting it entirely. In fact, there's a famous story about a guy who would be a multimillionaire if he could remember the password oh, for his for his wallet? Gosh. Yeah, I mean he had like I don't know a thousand or more, I ten thousand maybe bitcoins or whatever. You know, when it first came out, he bought them all, he put them in his wallet. Well, now he can't remember the password, and you only get ten tries to. You can't uh, reset it. Nope, you cannot reset it. You get mm-hmm. ten tries, and if you don't remember it then that that's it those coins are gone forever where do I mean, they you go don't, well they go back into the chain okay. there's a fixed amount of coins of bitcoins at least that that are ever going to be uh produced and so you know it's okay. it's like yeah so the guy stands to lose i don't know millions of dollars oh, uh, because gosh. he can't remember his password so i you know and i i was smart enough at least to know that my memory's not good enough. I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't want to write it down. I'm trying to, trying to have best practices for passwords, right? So, uh, and I'm so like, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> right. So I didn't, I didn't get in. You know, when Bitcoin was like under a dollar, I didn't, I didn't get in at that time. But so in the last couple of years, I'm, I'm watching it go up and up and up and up, and and I'm like, gee, you know, maybe I ought to try that. Well, so I started doing a little bit of research and I discovered that Bitcoin is actually just a digital currency okay. now. So it's it's uh, you know, it's like trying to be like any other currency which is a store of value. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the value of a coin is going up and up and up, right? And uh, there are other coins that have other values, right? I decided that I was going to get into Ether, which is connected to Ethereum. Um, and, and at this point, I'll just say uh, to the people who are watching or listening, the best uh, advice I could give is go to ethereum.org 
and do some research on there about mm -hmm. what Ethereum is, what it does. Um, there are there are all sorts of apps that you can um, create on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, pretty much it's the second largest cryptocurrency behind Bitcoin. Okay. So Bitcoin is first. Of course, Ethereum or Ether is the name of the coin is okay. next. Um, I decided to get into Ether and, and buy a little bit of that, mostly because Ether or Ethereum is into smart contracts. And that is um, you can develop a contract with another entity over Ethereum and then it's in blockchain and, and it's in um, like an unhackable thing and, and it's sort of an ironclad uh, sort of contract. And I thought to me what that means is Ethereum has some other uses besides just being a currency. Okay. Um, it is a currency. I mean, you can buy things with it. Mm -hmm. um, mostly digital things like you can buy an, an NFT, a non-fungible token, uh, those sorts of things. Right now, you can buy uh, contracts, you can create apps, you know, buy using Ether, you can, um, you know, buy similar things with it. But uh, it has more, to me, this is the way I look at it, right? It has more uses than Bitcoin. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Every cryptocurrency at the moment is going to be really volatile because they're not, there is not widespread usage right now for that type of currency. Mm -hmm. I, it looked to me like Ether was going to have more potentially more uses than Bitcoin, which is why I decided to invest in that. Okay. But here's the story about, about my investment in Ether. So I, I waited until I didn't need a wallet <laughs> to, <Okay>. to invest, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, because my concerns about having a wallet. So mm -hmm. when Coinbase came online, which is a marketplace where you can buy and sell various types of cryptocurrency, okay. right? Um, I waited until that was available for anybody to get in. Um, I didn't do any more research on Ethereum or Bitcoin or anything like that. So I, I basically did it exactly the opposite of the way that you're supposed to do it. Right. Okay. I didn't, <laughs> which is, which is probably a good thing for people who are listening to this podcast or, or, uh, or watching. I'm, I made a ton of mistakes. I didn't research a whole lot on Ethereum. I didn't do a whole lot of research on Coinbase or how that worked. I didn't do a whole lot of research on any part of the process. So yeah. all I did was I went to Coinbase, I set up an account, I had a, in the hundreds of dollars, mm -hmm. some money is just, and it's just play money. And that's to me, I mean, it was mm -hmm. money that I didn't need for something else, right? Sure. Okay. Which is what I mean by play money. And so I, <laughs> that's probably the only part that I did right is I spent money that I didn't need for anything else. Sure. Um, and I thought, well, you know, Ethereum's going up in price, Bitcoin's going up in price. It looks like maybe, you know, that might continue for a little while. So 
let me get in and, and see what happens. So I bought, I bought, you know, hundreds of dollars at that time, got me maybe a 10th to a, a fifth of an ether. So I didn't buy even a whole coin, right? Okay. At that time, the price of ether was, this was the beginning of May. It was like 3,600 bucks, oh, wow. uh, something like that for one coin. Um, and I'm like, well, you know, that's not too bad. I'll put in a few hundred bucks and get a 10th of a coin maybe, or something like that. So the and coins are even, they can even act as a mutual fund, huh? <laughs> you could buy a kind piece of, of the Yeah. Yeah. It kind <laughs> of, um, and, um, so I, you know, I got a 10th of a coin or whatever. And now at, at the time this podcast is being recorded, I think ether is down to 1800 bucks mm. today. Uh, so I'm basically down 50%. So let that, <laughs> so let that be a warning uh, to, to everybody who's thinking about investing. All of, uh, you know, uh, all of this is very volatile. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes way up, it goes way down, and you just have to be willing to either ride it out or hope that you get in at the right time when the, when the price is kind of low and you know, and then it goes up and, and you can sell. I mean, it's, it's, uh, so as far I, as the investing piece goes, it's very much like investing in stocks and bonds where you're taking, you have to measure your risk tolerance if you're willing to, to lose and how much you're willing to lose and walk away or stick it out and ride it out. So that's yeah, really so different. in that respect, in the respect of risk tolerance, you're absolutely correct. Um, you have to have a tremendous amount of risk tolerance if you're going to invest in cryptocurrencies. Okay. Um, your risk tolerance has to be tremendously high. Mm -hmm. um, you know, stocks and bonds, you can, uh, you know, stocks, you're buying a, a part ownership in a company, mm -hmm. basically, right? Um, and so you, you, your risk tolerance can be lower and you can still be kind of risky, if that yeah. makes sense, right. you know, yep. mm -hmm. um, because you at least know you own a part of the company. Now the company may go under. And I, I have a right. story. I bought some, when I first started trading stocks, I bought some stocks in, uh, I don't even, Braniff was the name of the airline back in mm -hmm. the 70s, I think okay. it was. Well, anybody who's ever heard of Braniff knows that they went bankrupt not in the late seventies, I think mm -hmm. it was. And, and, uh, my shares that I bought lost all their value. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was not a good thing. So, mm -hmm. um, so there is some risk involved with stocks yeah, as well. Right. Definitely. Um, but the risk, even risky stocks are not as risky as cryptocurrency okay. at the moment. So, okay. um, that's why I'm saying that your risk tolerance has to be really high. Um, or, you take money that you have no other use for and don't, you know, and you wouldn't mind if you lost it all. Sure. Um, sure. You know, and you use that to invest in cryptocurrency. Okay. So uh, those, yeah, those are the caveats. If you're thinking about getting into this is either buy it and don't look at it again <laughs> for mm -hmm. decades or something, or, you know, use money that you don't care if you lose it all. Like, yeah. you know, it's like going to a, maybe going to a movie or something costs you 25, 30 bucks to go to a movie. And, you know, you don't mind paying it because you get some entertainment value. Well, you know, if you look at investing in cryptocurrency, maybe as entertainment, 
you give them some money and it's entertainment money and you just, right. you know, you don't, I mean, that, right, maybe that's exactly. where the value is. Yeah. So I have so many questions that have come out of what you're <laughs> saying. So bear yeah, with yeah, me yeah. here because my, I mean, I have experience in retirement services and investing and things like that, but nothing crypto. Right. Um, and so I'm going to ask some questions that might be real basic. So, so forgive sure. me. One of the, I think the big questions that me and my peers who know nothing about this is the idea of investing in this is that you're putting your cash, your actual tangible cash into this investment form and say you made some money off of it. So you sold it. Am I getting cash back? Um, it's digital currency. You can, yes, you can. Um, so you can, if you're in Coinbase or some of the other marketplaces, you, you can sell that for cash. Yes, you can, you can do that. Okay, good. So, because I have a friend who's involved with, um, kind of what you were talking about earlier, the same type of investment in, um, he says he uses one of the investing apps like Robinhood or something mm-hmm. like that with very popular app. Um, but I'm just thinking when it comes to crypto, sure, we're printing our money into something, but it kind of disappears <laughs> into the universe right. called cryptocurrency. But maybe I don't want that anymore. And I've always heard of kind of nightmare stories that people bought into Bitcoin, they made some money, but now they have to, the the only way that they can spend that money that they made is through online currency and, and who is accepting online currency. So they can't just spend it anywhere. They have to find particular places to spend. Is that accurate? Um, Yes and no. So, um, so if you want to use your coins as a currency, you do have to find somewhere that will accept those coins. Like used to be, you could buy a Tesla, let's say using Bitcoin. I think they, I don't know if they're accepting Bitcoin anymore as a form of payment or not, but, um, but yes, I mean, if you had, you know, let's say you had a couple of Bitcoins, you wanted to buy a Tesla, you could, give them those two Bitcoins, they would give you a Tesla. Just like, you know, if you had $100,000 or I don't know how much sure. Teslas are. Um, Model S, I think when it first came out was maybe 90 or 100,000. But you could, I, I mean, you could buy, you know, a Tesla with either 100,000 US dollars mm-hmm. or, you know, or in whatever currency or a couple of Bitcoins, you know, okay. when they were $50,000 each. Sure. Um, so it could operate that way or using a marketplace like Coinbase or one of the others, you can trade it for, for any other currency. So you okay. could actually, if you wanted to, you could trade one Bitcoin for whatever the uh, commensurate amount of Ethers or Dogecoins are, okay. um, you know, if you wanted to do that, or you can trade it for cash. Okay. U.S. dollars, um, okay. if you so, wanted to do that as well. So it's not that if I put five hundred dollars into Bitcoin that I'll never see that cash again. I can choose to never see it and use it as digital currency, or I could cash it out and Correct. get my get my yep. profit or my original yep. investment. Yep. Okay. Now, well, that's comforting I should, because I'm going to yeah. tell you, I did not know <laughs> that, and so I like not that I have frowned upon this whole process, but I've always thought. 
you know, not everybody's taking Bitcoin as a form of payment. So right. if you're going to invest all this, what, what are you going to do with it when you have a million dollars stacked up and nowhere to spend it? Right. So I, I think that's right. maybe one of the myths then in, in uh, my realm is to think that way. What am yep. I going to do with a million dollars in digital currency if nobody's taking it? But you're saying yeah. there are people that do <laughs> businesses yep. and, and goods and services that do. You just got to find them. Yes, correct. Okay. Just so you'll know, um, if you you know choose to trade in your cryptocurrency, let's say for cash, U.S. dollars, um, then there's going to be probably a transaction fee, okay. uh, and and it'll be a small percentage, but there will be a fee uh, for you to do that. So okay. you're not you know if you invest a million dollars, there's going to be probably a small fee when you invest it, and then mm. you know if you want to get let's say it goes up to 2 million. If you want to get that 2 million out, there's going to be another small fee to, okay. to uh, exchange that. Okay. Okay. So can you buy online currency, invest in online currency anywhere? Like on any investment source? Uh, I'm thinking I'm like the Robin Hoods sure. and the Wells. No, I don't believe you can. Um, so okay. I think... I think there's an ETF or a, or a mutual fund that may be starting up that will do that, well, that will allow people to do that, like okay. on Robinhood or, or Ally or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. any of the other uh, online or, or app related brokerages are. I think there may be one or two ETFs or mutual funds that are starting up that will allow a person to do that. Um, but I have, I don't think there are any yet. So you have to um, go to specific sites to be involved yep, in this. Yep. Okay. And Coinbase is one of them. Uh, there are others. Okay. Uh, I'm not, uh, the only one I know of is Coinbase cause that's the one I use. Okay. Um, you said earlier that you started off, which is a couple hundred dollars. This wasn't a large right. start for you. Is that, is that something even now? I mean, as we're recording this in July of 21, is that something that's still kind of a tangible amount to get involved with? Or is it to the point where you need thousands and thousands of dollars to start? No, I think that's a great, uh, you know, you can start with however much you want, right? Okay. Um, and some of the coins, so some of the cryptocurrency, there's probably a dozen by now, but okay. some of them are are a dollar or less a hmm. piece. So you don't need a whole lot of money, depending on what type of coin uh, you want to invest in. You don't even need a whole lot of money to invest in Bitcoin, but all you'll get is a percentage of one coin. Sure. Um, so like I am, and it depends on the price of the coin at the time you invest. So if I were to take, like I invested two or 300, I don't remember what it was, um, you know, when the price of ether is 3,600 bucks, I get maybe a 10th of a coin Sure. Okay. and that sits in my Coinbase account and, you know, okay. whatever happens to it happens to it. Mm -hmm. If I were to invest that same two or $300 today, when ether is only 1800, you know, I might, yeah, I might get a third of a coin or a, or a half a yep. coin or something like that. And, um, you know, and so I would, I would have more uh, potentially in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't, you don't have to spend a whole lot to get started. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that, that amount, I think is totally up to wh whomever wants to start. 
Okay, great. Okay, so here's probably just a very opinionated question at this point, but you hear a lot of people just shaming the idea of online currency and just that it's a bad idea, you're throwing away your money. What are what are the basics of the each side of the argument of the, the pros and cons of online currency? Well, so so the I'll talk about the cons first. Okay. Um, the the cons are, you know, it's a currency, it's supposed to be a currency but you can't use it everywhere you can use a currency right okay. you can't go yep. you can't go to the convenience store and buy a soda you know with mm-hmm. a bitcoin or or an ether or a dogecoin or you know whatever um so it's not currently a true currency um which means that the only value that it has is the value that people ascribe to it Okay. You know, it's not like it's not like gold that's a store of value. It's not like a U.S. dollar that's you know backed by the U.S. government, uh, and that's where mm-hmm. the value is in in that currency. You know, it's really the the argument against cryptocurrency is that it's not a currency. It sure. it, it just at this point it's not a currency. Mm-hmm. It just you know, it's just something that somebody made up that doesn't really have any value. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so okay. that's the that's the basic argument against mm-hmm. it, and that's the reason a lot of people say you're just throwing away your money mm-hmm. because um, people think that it won't ever be a currency, it won't ever be something that people use to buy things. Okay. Uh, or or as a store of value, like a widely, it will never be a widely accepted. Right. Currency. You're not going to have a wallet in your pocket with 10 ether in it that you'll be able to use to go buy things. Okay. Okay. So what's the pro? Uh, the pro is that uh, at least for some of the cryptocurrencies that there is some value because it's not only used as a currency. Like ether mm-hmm. is used as, as a almost a programming language um, where you can do smart contracts. You can do, I don't know if your listeners or or viewers have heard of non-fungible tokens, um, which basically is used at this point is used for artwork, uh, digital Mm -hmm. artwork. uh, And it's bought and sold that way. Um, You know, so um, there is some value in some of the coins outside of just being a currency. Okay. Um, to me, for your listeners, if you know, if anybody is interested in programming, you know, mm-hmm. if anybody's a developer or interested in programming, there's a huge marketplace right now for um, Solidity programmers. Solidity is the language that. Ethereum is uh, programmed in, okay. uh, especially for smart contracts. Sorry, I'm getting a little technical no, here. No, go for especially it. For, especially for smart contracts and those sorts of things. So okay. there, are, there are companies who are currently paying in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for Solidity developers and programmers oh. to program their smart contracts. Mm. Uh, and, and so it's a limited engagement project where, you know, you get paid a lot of money, uh, to be able to program in that, um, uh, in that 
in that language. Ethereum, yeah, in that yeah. language. Yeah. Wow, interesting. I am definitely in the wrong career field. So yeah, <laughs> the other the other um, the other advantage I'll not really advantage, but the other pro mm -hmm. uh, to cryptocurrency is that there are some spots where it does have some value, and it's beginning to pick up steam. So it's beginning okay. to be accepted in more and more places, you know, more and more companies maybe are accepting Bitcoin or another type of coin as a store of value. Mm -hmm. uh, the danger is the value is going to go up or down. So the sure. amount you might need for something will vary. Yeah. Yeah. This is so interesting. Is there anything else that we should know on a basic level about online currency? <laughs> um, I would I would say watch the value. I would say so. Two pieces of advice. Okay. Um, first of all, decide what coin you're most interested in okay. and why. Um, you know, I decided against Bitcoin and for Ether because Ether was the second most uh, popular one, the second most mm -hmm. traded one, and um, Ether had some value beyond just being a currency. Okay. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so those are my reasons for looking at Ether. Somebody else might look at Dogecoin. Somebody else might think Bitcoin is the thing. There, there are, you know, half a dozen, a dozen others uh, mm. that people can look at. So decide what coin you're most interested in first and why. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, watch the price of that coin for maybe a couple of months, just to see what the volatility is, just to see what the ups and downs are. You're saying Look at, prior to, to investing, yep. you're saying prior, watch prior it, to watch even its investing. trends. Yep, yep. Okay. prior, don't do what I did and just jump right in when the, you know, because mm. <laughs> then you might get in when the price is high and then you're, sure. you'll be like me, you know crying because you lost half your value. Uh, <laughs> I Watch it for a couple months, see what the max price is for mm -hmm. that coin. You might even look up the history, you know, the price history for mm -hmm. that coin. See what the max price was, see, it, see what the lowest price is. And that will help you to determine when you want to invest. So first, determine what coin and why. Second, do some investigation and some research so you know when to invest and then go from there. Okay. Very nice. It's yeah. is the volatility of crypto at the moment so volatile that this is like a day trading situation. Like you've got to keep your eye on it if you're involved. Uh, no, I don't think so because the, the swing. So when we talk about volatility, it's the spread between the highs and lows, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think the swings are that dramatic in price. Okay. Um, yesterday was an aberration, I think, because I think there was a large swing in the stock market. There was a large swing in, in crypto as well. Okay. Um, and, and different things affect that. But generally, the swings aren't so bad that, you know, a few weeks or a month or something isn't going to make that much of a difference. Okay. Um, I think Ether maybe is down 20 bucks. Uh, today so far. So, okay, so you know, not, and that's it's not yeah. because you talked earlier about the, the volatility and risk tolerance. And I mean, there's 
it's higher risk because of the volatility. So the ups and downs are pretty steep. Um, but do they happen quickly? I mean, any, any up and down could happen overnight. I get that. Sure. But is, right. is online currency tend to be like a, I always do, you know, the up and down wave. Is it, is it faster yeah. on the ups and downs than yep. say a normal investment? Yeah, I, it's, I, I don't think it's as no, it's not as fast as a normal investment. And, okay. and by normal investment, I, I assume you're talking stocks and bonds. Yeah, and, stocks and bonds. Know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's not, it's not, um, those are, those swings can be uh, dramatic over a few days. Um, crypto can be dramatic over a month, let's say. Okay, okay. Or, or uh, so, but generally over the course of a few days, it's not going to be real dramatic. And, and of course you can trade it like a day trader, but I think it would take, uh, it would take an iron stomach to be able to, yeah. to be able to do that and would take more initial investment, um, okay. you know, because of, because of those swings. Sure. Okay. Well, this is good. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is all that I have as far as online currency, but I do want the listeners to get to know you because you've said IT and investing. So there's, that's like one part of your life, but who is yeah. John? So I'm going to ask some questions if you don't mind. Oh, sure. So I have my little three minute timer here. Um, nice. for those who can't see it, we might go past it, but it, it still gives us a little you know, the rapid fire feel. So right. um, I'll just ask these questions and just answer them as you see fit. All righty. Okay. So w- starting the timer, what, what's a money moment that you are proud of? A uh, money moment that I'm proud of is um, starting a Roth IRA Okay. Uh, over five years ago. Yep. So I'm able to access that how mm-hmm. I need to. And, and uh, that's been a great thing. Best piece of advice you've gotten about money. Uh, you pay yourself time. first is the best piece of advice I ever got. Yes, that's a good one. Um, If I gave you a million dollars to spend in 24 hours, how would you spend it? I would set up a foundation to help some charities. Oh, wow. You wouldn't spend any of it on yourself? No, I don't. I, I don't. I'm a man of few needs, apparently. So <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, we've got time for maybe one more. What is your what's a weird fact about yourself? A weird fact is I can balance a trombone on my tongue. <laughs> that is a super weird fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. Well, look at All that. Right. We we beat the time. That's awesome. Okay. So I give um I give guests the opportunity to ask me a question, anything that you think that the listener would want to know. It does not have to be money related, um, job related, anything like that. But what is a question that maybe you want to know or think the oh, listeners wow. would want to know? I maybe, how about this one? Are you a native Nebraskan? I am not. That's a great question. I'm originally from Southern California and really, and- Yep. I went to college for a semester in Missouri, then transferred to Colorado where I lived for the next seven years and then moved to Nebraska in 2013. I haven't looked back. And, and decided not to go back to California. Nope. Interesting. Nope. Huh. For, for a ton of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Yes. Huh. Yep. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, John. I, I have honestly learned a lot and I'm going to circle back to you, um, to how to do this because I yeah. think this is yeah. pretty interesting. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on money better today and explaining just on, the basics of online currency. Just really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Caitlin, for having me. Union Bank and Trust financial literacy materials, articles, guides, blogs, podcasts, and videos are for informational purposes only and not an advertisement for product or service. The accuracy and completeness is not guaranteed and does not constitute legal or tax advice. Please consult with your own tax, legal, and financial advisors. Member FDIC.